Hello and welcome to the Simple Life Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan. Today I have a special podcast. If you're a regular listener, you know that I don't do too many interviews on Simple Life Habits, but it's more dedicated to giving you short productivity tips that you can use. Well, today I've broken from my normal tradition because I've got a fantastic interview for you. Today I want to introduce you to a man by the name of Jeremy Kubitschek. Jeremy, if you don't already know Jeremy, he is the co-founder of the Giant Companies. He's the former CEO of the National Catalyst Conferences. He's the creator of the Leader Cast Simulcast. And he's been a partner in several startup organizations. And a lot of people look to him for leadership advice, understanding tips, and productivity tips on how to manage life and work and win at both. And so Jeremy has recently just released a book called Five Gears, How to Be Present and Productive When There's Never Enough Time. So I thought it'd be fun to bring him on the show and talk about how can we win at work and life. So hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. So good to be with you. Absolutely. And I'm excited for us to be able to dive into this topic uh, we had a phone call, you and I, it's probably about a little over a month ago, and you were sharing some of the principles we're going to talk about today. And i got to be honest with you, these were like light bulb moments for me. Um, and we can talk about this in a little bit more detail, but for me, I was, I was right on the edge of within a couple of days after you and I were talking of getting away a couple of days with my wife. And so I used a lot of the conversation we're going to be talking about today, um, sharing that with my wife. And it was just great for us as a, as a language that we were able to use. And, of course, we'll get into that. But I just wanted to thank you yeah. personally yeah. for that. Well, it all comes from personal uh, failure. And so, <laughs> you're, you know, it's one of those deals if you can fail and help other people maybe see how they won't fail. That, mm-hmm. So that hopefully that was, was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for those who are listening that don't know, uh, you have a brand new book coming out called Five Gears, How to Be Present and Productive When There's Never Enough Time. And this is important for uh, leaders and organizations. This is important for entrepreneurs. This is important for people who uh, feel like there's a lot of different dimensions in their life, and there is for us, and trying to figure out how to juggle all this. And so I guess my first question to kind of launch things off would be to give us kind of a framework of what we're talking about here. What in the world are the five gears? Yeah, well, the the whole idea is it's based on busy adults. So we're all busy, right? And we have so many resources and things that are out there. But what I found was that um, so much of them were around time. And so much of them were saying, hey, you just why don't you spend more time with your family? Why don't you just stop doing this and start doing this. And then like, yeah, it's easier said than done. The, the gears are basically the, the concept is uh, a relational connectivity, emotional intelligence framework to help people learn how to be in the right gear at the right time. So all I did is I took a manual stick shift analogy versus an automatic vehicle. You know, like an automatic vehicle, it shifts gears for you. And so basically I've taken concepts into each gear so each gear stands for something, and the goal is to help every busy adult learn how to be in the right gear at the right time. Nice. And so 
Um, I guess, do you mind kind of explaining what those gears are yeah. in a little bit no. more detail? Yeah, so the five gears are real simple. Uh, fifth gear is focus mode. So it's when you're in the zone. So it's Jonathan's working on a project, working on you know, a, a new blog or a podcast, whatever, you're in the zone and you're, you're focused and fixated on that. Fourth gear is when we all tend to uh, multitask. So it's emails, phone calls, it's meetings, interruptions. You know, you've got a to-do list and you hope at the end of the day that you actually got something accomplished. Third gear is social mode. So it's the, the mode when we are, um, you know, at a barbecue, we're at a, uh, an event, and we're talking about sports, weather, family, vacations, those kinds of things. And then from there, you can go into second gear, which is connect mode. So when you find one person that you go really deep with, and when that happens, uh, what takes place is you, know, you bond with somebody, and it feels great. Like, oh, I really connected with them. And then first gear is personal recharge. So the whole idea of how do you recharge? And if you're an introvert, you're going to do it differently than an extrovert. So what does it look like for you to have all of the gears and basically learn how to shift in those gears? And I'm sure you've seen where uh, in different situations and different types of people, they shift from one certain gear to another and back and forth, things like that. You know, while you were talking, I was thinking, I deal with a lot of people who have difficulty even making it into the fifth gear. Right. Um, they feel like the majority of their day is in that fourth gear where they're in more responsive mode. They're tackling, they're putting out fires is what people like to say, but they never fully get to a place where they can focus and do their most creative work. Absolutely. And I've, we found that most, um, most introverts are in first and fifth gear. So they, they love the fifth gear time because it's just them and the task. And they love the recharge time because it's them and a book or them and a, you know elliptical machine or whatever they're on. So that um, first and fifth gear tend to be more introvert, whereas the extroverts tend to be in second and third gear or especially third and fourth gear hmm. uh, a little bit more. So that's the, the big idea here is that uh, you know most people are disconnected and you've got drama, you've got divorce, you've got partner issues, you've got employee issues, simply because a, one personality type might be in the wrong gear or stay in the gear too long in inappropriate ways. So for me, I know I was having issues at home not being able to turn it off. So I'd come home in fourth and fifth gear and not being able to connect with my wife or family who are in second or third gear. So what happens to most adults is they get stuck in fourth gear or fifth gear and they bring it home, and they don't have a trigger point, or they don't have a mind shift. So the big idea of the book, really, is that work-life balance, it's not about time, it's about mindset. So if I can be in a location, I could be hanging out with you and uh, Jacksonville, Florida, at a coffee shop, and yet I'm checking my texts, or I've got uh, emails coming in, or whatever. Well, I'm in fourth gear, and you're wanting to be in second gear, and we're disconnecting. So the, the, the whole idea is teaching people a sign language. So the five gears is actually a sign language that people can use. And we've been teaching it to teams. We've been teaching it to families. So instead of them saying something subjective, like, you know, Jonathan, you always tend to dot, dot, dot. All I have to do is hold up two fingers. You go, hey, dude, second gear. And it causes you to get into the right mode because you realize, oh, my goodness, I'm in the wrong gear. Absolutely. And you then downshift to be in the right gear. 
Well, what you just described is why I said at the very beginning how helpful of a, a like you mentioned, a sign language that this can be even in a, in a marriage. And, you know, I said that my wife and I got away for a couple of days and we need to help each other get into gear one. Uh, it's it's important for us. Uh, my mind's very active, and so yeah. I'm constantly having ideas, and I think of ideas, and I'm writing down different ideas, and I don't allow myself to unplug and get into that first gear because I'm staying active. And on you know, my wife, she is has a very high responsibility kind of a. A type personality. And so she's, you know, what are the kids doing? What do the kids need? What am I supposed to be getting done? What's not getting done? And so it was just helpful for us to say, are you in gear one? I want you to be in gear one today. Hey, on this trip, let's just stay in gear one. And it's okay for us to not be super productive today, but actually recharge and allow ourselves to recuperate and be okay with that. Absolutely. And the same can be said at work. You know, we've got some uh, uh, partners in Ford, some clients, that Ford's a client of ours, and they've got a few of, a few of the leaders, they've actually put a five on their door, hmm. like actually create, like, I'm in fifth gear, I'm shutting my door, so when I have the five up, you know what that means. You know that I'm being productive. Well, that's okay as long as it's not for nine hours a day. You know, it, it could be at two-hour spurts. So um, what we're doing is basically saying if a vehicle – a vehicle shouldn't be in fifth gear all day long. You need a first gear. You need a second gear. So what happens then is, is the five gears actually gives people um, a methodology and a way to think differently. So they start thinking about what gear they should be in, and then it becomes automatic over time where they begin to shift. So um, I actually, in the, some of the videos on fivegears.com, some of the, in the book itself, um, I, I talk about trigger points and how to create markers on your way home, how to create markers in the office, how to create markers with your family, and those trigger points begin to help you shift. So for me now, it's a bridge uh, two, three miles from my house. So when I get to that bridge, I automatically downshift from fourth or fifth gear into second or third gear, and I start thinking about my family. I start thinking about the evening and what I want, how I want to be intentional. Hmm. And so... Yeah, that's great. So, so why do you think most adults stay in the wrong gear at the wrong time? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's habit. You, you think about it. Most everyone will be in fourth gear. That will be the main gear. There's a few party animals that are social third gear people. There's a few, you know, programmers that are in fifth gear. Uh, but most people are in fourth, and it's just partly it's habit. So what they do is they go in the mornings. The first thing they do is they look at their email, and when that happens. Everyone else dictates your future because, or that day anyway. They'll, they'll, if you get a negative email, it'll take you down a rabbit hole and you've set your day now because of, you know, starting in fourth gear. So I think what happens is there's a pressure at work. There's an actual addiction to our email and having access to things and wanting to make sure that everything's good. And, um, you know what? We all like to work, most of us, or we just allow it to become that habit. So what what happens then, especially fourth gear, fourth gear can really, really uh, minimize relationships and really um, sabotage people because if you don't, if you just don't, uh, if you don't allow it to consume you, then you've got the chance to actually experience true relationships, connections, 
you know, like a funny thing, Jonathan, I, I just was at a retreat this weekend. I was speaking in um, uh, North Georgia mountains and I was up in this retreat center and, and I knew everyone's name, like 95% of the guys that were there, this retreat, I knew their name and they were all dumbfounded how I knew their name. And it, it occurred to me, well, because I've been practicing the gears, I've learned how to shift. And when I meet someone, I actually shift into neutral. And I don't think about what I'm going to say. I began to be interested in them before being interesting. So I focus on being interested, and I auto- automatically know your name. Jonathan, Jacksonville, how's it going? You know, so I'm, I'm remembering those things. So it enables me to connect, and it enables me to influence it. Versus in the past, I would have... I would have thought about the email I was just reading or something I needed to do. And you know what I mean? I wasn't mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah, absolutely. And wouldn't you say, too, that, you know, the technology has really blurred the lines here of allowing us to shift in different gears? Um, there was a time where it was a little bit harder to take work home because there were certain things that you only had accessible to you at work. Right. Yeah, and, and think about that, how crazy it is that, that um, social connectivity tools, I mean, that's what they really, social media is supposedly helping us connect. And you know what? Quite honestly, it has. I've connected to more people from high school than I ever thought I would on Facebook or other places. But for the most part, the connectivity tools are transactional. Hmm. They're not necessarily relational unless you, know, you have a few people who have really mastered how to do it well. Most people are putting things on Twitter or certain things as a kind of a brand identity, as a uh, transaction for business or what have you. And that transaction, it's, it adds another thing. So when there's a new technology that comes out, oh, I've got to do Instagram now and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm adding to all of my traps, if you will. And I, I personally, just like everyone else, I have internet uh, news, I have all the social media platforms, and I have email and text, all of those to monitor now. So it's just added a, probably a couple of hours to all of our life that we didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. seven, eight, ten years ago. Yeah, so you, you talked about how the, the bridge headed home is a trigger point for you. Um, is there any other tips that come to mind when, when you think of working with uh, couples or families with this these five years? Yeah, so um, one is to know your gear order, first and foremost. So um, in in the book, I teach how to do that. But it's basically understanding that my worst gear is first gear. So how you utilize the five gears is you actually work on the worst one. So first first recharge is really hard for me. Well, But I need to know that for all of my family or for my wife as well. What's her hardest gear? What's my kid's hardest gear? And we begin to talk about it. The second thing we do is we teach the sign language to the family or to a team. And by teaching that, now everyone's saying that um, they're, they're using subjective or objective language, not subjective. Hmm. So the drama goes away because I'm not now accusing someone. Uh, I can simply say, hey, you need to downshift. Or kids, let's go. Chore time, fourth gear. So I hold up my fingers to four, and four means we're going to go do chores. So what happens then is everyone knows that there's a natural time to shift in certain gears. And I I just find that that um, common language and the simplicity of it really, really impacts. And we probably, I've probably got 150, 200 letters from families of them who have, have, their culture has changed because they're now starting to communicate much more effectively. 
I love that. And I can see me, you know, I haven't got that conversation to my kids yet, but I can totally see why that would be beneficial, especially the age where my kids are currently. Um, it's, that can be really helpful. Um, talk, let's talk a little bit more about, you, you talked about it a little bit earlier about reframing your mindset, but what do I need to do to reframe my mindset around being present and productive and just making all that happen? All right, so take your normal schedule. Draft your schedule out. Literally, when do you wake up? Uh, when do you go to work? Uh, when are you in the car? When are you, you know, in the office? When do you have lunch? All the way through from uh, you know, waking up to going to sleep. Every one of us has the same life. It might have different hours, but we all shower. We all you know, drive. We all do those things. We just do them a little differently. So then what you do is you sit down with your wife, spouse, friends, family, team, whoever, and uh, you basically decide what gears should you be in. Like, this is the time. So for me, we restructured it, and we said, you know, between 6 and 8, uh, 6, 6.30 and 8, I'm going to be in second gear or third gear, depending on what we're doing. Then about 8.30-ish, I'm going to jump into fourth gear a little bit and finish anything I was working on for about 45 minutes. And then I'm going to go back into first, second, or third gear. And so by doing that, then you kind of know the boundaries of what gear you should be in, and you learn how to shift into them, and then it becomes automatic, and you start just naturally. So it reorients your, uh, your actual schedule, but it also affects your mindset because you now know, hey, this is actually second gear time. I'm going to be intentional here. What do I want to do with my family tonight? What do I want to do with my wife? Let's go on a date, but I'm going to... So that intentional mindset and the downshifting actually makes... Your marriage is, uh, you know, more effective. Your relationships more effective because you're putting time and energy in being intentional versus accidental. When most parenting is accidental, most leadership is accidental, and really, really, we're trying to get our mind to be intentional. Yeah, and, and while you were talking just then, I was thinking about you know Stephen Covey and his book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and how he talks about the big rocks first and looking at it as it relates to your week that's coming up. Um, and you, you, this tool that you have, Five Years Tool, I can see how it'd be effective to look forward to your week and see when is it that you you have the ability to get into the third gear or the second or even the first and almost map out your ideal week in a way of how that's going to happen and how you're going to make that happen. Absolutely. My, my wife, I'm, I'm working on another book that's due in four weeks. So I have one coming out in three weeks and one due in four weeks. And I was, yesterday I was writing. And my wife, um, she's amazing. She she called me and we, you know, our kids, we had a little little issue, nothing dramatic, just a little issue. I said, tell me what it is. And she said, no, 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 I don't want to bother you. I know you're in fifth gear. <laughs> and, and she said, I want you to stay in fifth gear because I want you to finish your book. <laughs> you know, that's her motivation. But um what was great is we, she was using the language. She said, when, when, we, when we have some second gear time, we'll talk. So in the same way with your schedule, to go, okay, kids, this next week, I'm going to be a lot in fourth and fifth gear, and I need you now. But because you know the language, the kids can understand, okay, dad's going to have to be in fourth gear a little longer this week. But we're talking about it in a way that is so much, uh, so much simpler than um, the, the normal because uh, most people just don't. They don't have those conversations, so they just they just do it. Yeah, you're right. They don't have the conversations, and then all the kids see is their dad working, thinking that 
you know, that's the stuff that he does that seems to be more important than me. And being able to have that talk with them of, hey, we've got this, dad's got this project or this deadline that's coming up. So I'm going to be in fourth or fifth gear. But, you know, here's what we're looking forward to. We're going to do this or we're going to get into second, first gear going on this trip or take some time off or spend the day together and kind of frame that for them so they don't see that dad was a guy who was just always working. Absolutely. So there's many people I'm sure that are listening right now. They're like, man, this is great. You know, this is what I need. I need this kind of a a framework to help me to navigate through my work and my life. Where can I go or where can they go, Jeremy, to learn more about the five gears? Well, so a couple of things. Uh, the fivegears.com is a natural place. And on there, there's um, a few videos that explain this in more depth where I just kind of share it openly. And it's great if you want to pass it on to other people. So we've had a lot of, of spouses going, I want my husband to hear this, you know. So great. Um, and then we've got the Five Gears um, book that's coming out September the 8th. And it's uh, anywhere you buy books. Barnes & Noble has made it their book of the month in September. Um, so any Barnes & Noble, you'll be able to find it starting September the 8th. Great. And I'll put some links to the show notes so those that are listening can easily get to a lot of what we talked about today. And again, Jeremy, I thank you for being here, spending a little time with us. And again, immediately love this concept. It's already been helpful in my own life and with my family. Thank you so much for getting this out there for people to benefit from. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you. Yeah, thanks.